This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this podcast is a conversation on the Four Faith weekly devotional sent out every Friday. You can find a link in this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe to Four Faith in the episode description. Bishop, you wrote a really great devotional this week on opposition based on 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Paul talks about gentleness, and gentleness is something that I struggle with sometimes. I want to be gentle, and sometimes gentle isn't easy to do. And so when I was reading the Bible passage, I've got one of those nifty study Bibles, and the word gentle was, it had one of those little letters, you know, footnotes, and it said that some ancient texts use the word infant for that word gentle. And so I'm curious what you think that might mean. What does gentleness and infant have anything to do with one another? So yeah, that's a great question, Melissa. Um, I'm I'm not exactly sure. I haven't seen that translation, but I I do know that um, this notion of gentleness that Paul puts forward, especially in the face of opposition, a gentle is is often combined with boldness, so boldness and gentleness together, and uh, and it it is also if you read him in other places, also is his experience of being forgiven and reconciled, and so in many ways the the uh, the gentleness that he is commending, right, is the gentleness he's experienced. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that is, that is something that we have to hold on to is this notion that, that, that um, you know, that we've, we've painted God as a sort of a mean guy with a long beard sitting on a cloud. And, and, um, and, and that, is, that informs the way we behave with each other. And that even uh, gives us license to be that way, vindictive, vengeful um, with one another. But, um, you know, when you when you dig down into it, actually, what we're invited into is a mutuality and a and a sibling sense of who we are together, which which transforms the ways in which we even hold ourselves in when we're being opposed, and even ultimately, as Jesus models, uh, vilified and and um, and murdered. So yeah, it's 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 it's. Um, I could get I could understand why uh, that would be translated in that way because it's about being, but but um, but uh, you know a softening um, uh, towards people, which I think has to do with number one that we see people as having dignity, value, and worth uh, in God's eyes, even if we can't uh, for ourselves see it, see it, see their dignity, value, and worth in our own eyes. But Paul uses that again and again. So I was on an airplane last night and um, as we were pulling into Philadelphia, we're, you know, getting out and, you know, the light goes off, people pop up out of their seats. And this one woman who is in front of me, she popped out of her seat and was standing in the aisle. I mean, she was great. 
There was a man who was sitting in a window seat in that same aisle opposite her, got up and kind of pushed his way into the aisle, and they had an exchange. She ended up kind of elbowing past him to move out, and he pushed her. And I was so upset. Everybody on the plane was like, yo, right? And so this passage also talks about not fearing rebuke. So how can we be gentle while also standing up for and 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 doing the hard thing of calling out someone when they're absolutely oppressive and wrong? Right. So <clears throat> you know, um, I mean, that's a that's a terrible story to, to you know to to hear and to and to worse still to to witness you know people abusing one another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess what what I think Paul is trying to say here, which I think you and I are invited to to embody and to an en- enact, is something called that I would call spiritual maturity. Right. So it's the application of the words we pray and then the words we read in scripture and in our, our, our book of common prayer. And so let me, let me say a word about that. So I was driving the other day and I saw a young driver uh, and I only knew that the person was a young driver because they had a big sticker on the back of the car that said, uh, new driver, please be patient. Right. (laughs) And then I was realizing that I've been driving for, I don't know how many decades. And it's not that I'm, sort of better, obviously, than, than this, this other person. I just have more experience. I have more facility. I've had more experience. I've had more learning. I know how to drive in the rain. I know you either pull under a bridge or put your hazard lights on. You make sure you've got good tires. You don't, you drive at, you know, a half the speed you normally would, et cetera. So I, I think, I think what, what my, my mind goes there is, is that, um, what is required of us in opposition and even in other people's bad behavior is a sense of spiritual maturity. That is the the application of having implemented the words we pray over a period of time and over a series of circumstances until, uh, you know, as you achieve, right, some muscle memory, right? Uh, Because I think that's what also happens sometimes is that, you know, um, stuff happens and then we go to sort of fight, flight or freeze really. Right. So, so, you know, um, you know, Paul is not asking us to be sort of mystical and magical. He's sort of telling us what the expectation is in terms of a life with God, in terms of following Jesus. And then he's inviting us into real world practice, right. In the way that an athlete would practice so that when we have these unfortunate situations like you you witnessed on the airplane somebody will have the spiritual muscle memory to be able to you know who knows uh you know any number of of responses to that i mean i think that's what this lesson is saying is is that to not return injury for injury is an extraordinary um example of spiritual maturity yeah and and it's and it's what the world needs but it it is it depends on so much um um that is countercultural uh it depends on humility it depends on seeing value worth dignity it depends on being able to see past someone's poor behavior and see what might be drivers of that it 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 looks I mean, it, it, 
it takes into account that this person's marriage might be on the rocks or just lost their job. I mean, it, it humanizes even the ones who oppose us. And I mean, I, the, the best and most popular story I can tell you is, is that, you know, how, how does Nelson Mandela find the wherewithal to invite his jailers to his inauguration? This is, a, this is and, it, and it seems, at least from my reading, not a performance of altruism. It, it seems like this is who he is. And I've read in other accounts that uh, the guards would warn one another that as they interacted with him, you know, he was so gracious and inviting, you know, before they know it, they would become his friends. And so I, so this is what I'm, this is where I think the bar is. This is what Paul is pointing to. Um, and so, you know, I guess one of the things I also want to say is, um, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that in a funny sort of poetic way, the op- opposition we encounter and how we encounter it actually is, is um, exactly the sort of the, the best mechanism for us finding our way increasingly to the likeness of Jesus. Right, so it's not the people who agree with you, love you, think you're smart and wonderful, and all that sort of stuff, who are going <laughs> to, sort of, you know, who are going to show you this way. It's it's exactly opposition because that's the way of the cross. I mean, even Jesus found, if you will, another gear in his spirituality, as he had to deal with, you know, undeserved suffering. Mm. Well, with that, we'll be right back with four people after a short break. If you're enjoying Four People with Bishop Rob Wright, we encourage you to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome back to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Bishop, listening to you, I get inspired because I feel like having these conversations with you gives me practice and things to think about. And then I try to implement them. You give a lot of great advice and the advice you give is completely based off of scripture and always sounds great. But I imagine actually living that out. I was waiting for the but. <laughs> <laughs> living, but. That, <laughs> living that out is really hard. So my question to you is, is this, I'm wondering what is the advice you give people that is the most difficult to follow yourself? Oh, that's that's sort of easy, I think. Oh, um, shoot. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's easy in that we're all the same, right? Like that 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 being a bishop or a priest or a deacon or or even a Bible reader follow Jesus doesn't exempt us. I think what we all have to be doing is growing up. Right? I mean, I think what we all have to be doing. And so, you know, I like the way I I, I heard one guy say is that, you know, to live with Jesus really seriously is about giving up smallness, uh, separation and superiority. Mm. So, I mean, I'm no different than anybody else in, in that regard where, you know, where we, we all have our little, our, our pet sort of things that we nurture and that we say that this is okay to hold on to even in a life with God. Um, we all hold our wounds uh, in a particular way often that uh, lead to entitlement rather than transformation. 
Um, so yeah, I'm no different than that. I mean, I, 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 I read the Bible like, just like you and I say the prayers and, you know, go to church when we used to do that. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and still when I'm honest, recognize that I live at a distance from Jesus. Uh, and I, I think that's the human condition. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's uh, I think we all we we all have that in common. And this is this is um, I mean, for me, at least, you know, so the good news then is in all of that is, is that I'm not condemned even as I fail. Right. So I'm not condemned even though I fail. And, and you know, according to Scripture, you know, we are not therefore now in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. And so I'm invited rather than condemned. And so when Paul, and this is Paul's first letter to anything like a church, first, you know, the church in Thessalonica, you know, he's basically telling them what the, what the hallmarks, what the road markers of, uh, of this new thing called the way, the following of Jesus, you know, is. And it's fascinating to me, at least, that it's not this ethereal philosophy, but it's how you get along with people. Right. I mean, because he could have just sort of wrote some intellectual philosophical treatise, right? And have been like, this is how we are different, right? <laughs> you know, we're the thinker, we're the thinkers of big thoughts. Um, and he doesn't say that. He says, you know, how you how you deal with people matter. That matters. How you treat people matters because it matters to God. And that's extraordinary, like in your business dealings. In the, the the airline attendants, in the the guy or gal who cuts your grass, like do you treat them fairly? Do you value them? Uh, you know, that's really you know, I mean, that is the incarnation, right? If 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 God is comes to us in the form of Jesus, you know, comes to Earth, comes to nobodies in a nowhere place, and treats everybody like they have dignity, value, and worth. What an extraordinary you know bar to set. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Do I fall short? Hell yeah. And twice on Sunday, of course. Right. So, but I, I think, I think the good news in that is, is that somehow that the Bible that you and I read also assures me that, um, you know, that God delights in the heart to try and that God does, while God can, the Bible says number are very hairs on our head. Um, God seems to not number our transgressions. And I, I think that if we really think about ourselves soberly and, and honestly, that's, that's a, that's some really good news <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that God has decided to be, to have amnesia and that God has decided to, to choose to somehow see me not in light of my worst day, worst decision, or worst deed. So that that's the good news. And what Paul is trying to say is, is that, you know, uh, hey, if we're gonna if we're gonna follow this guy called Jesus, this is this is where it is. So he's setting expectations for the community. And so in all of that, of course, is a message of grace and unconditional love. But it's also the and it, you know, the invitation to the what we call the Imago Dei, the image of God. So the image of God is in you, it's in me, it's in every every human being, even the ones we oppose. And if that becomes the floor height, 
right? Then maybe we could we could we could do things some differently. Um, but if we don't use the fact that you have God in you and that I have God in me, if we don't make that the floor height, mm-hmm. then we'll do all manner of heinous things to each other. Mm-hmm. And we do. And we do. And we do. And it's interesting. In the first thing we do to justify doing heinous things mm-hmm. to one another is to somehow lay claim to a moral high road, which says God has given me permission by virtue of my virtue to diminish and demean you. Mm-hmm. And Jesus throws all that in the trash bin when he's at the cross and looks at everybody, the Roman soldiers who are piercing his side, his betrayers, his mother, the faithful, and says, basically, we're a family. I mean, that, that that's a, yeah, thanks be to God. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's a hell of a thing. That's right. Um, actually, it's a heaven of a thing. Right, <laughs> is what it really is. Oh, that's a heaven of a thing. That's a heaven of a thing. <laughs> so great, Bishop. <laughs> thank you so much for uh, for this conversation, and thank you, listeners, for listening to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week. Mm-hmm.